Today is a great day, amen? It is going to be a great joy to be able to celebrate all, uh, to celebrate the lives and the, uh, and the work that God has done in the lives of those that will be coming into our church today through baptism or new membership class. In fact, every time we have a Sunday like this, I am always amazed because I think God has really blessed us with people that are now going to be a part of our family that in God's wisdom, He understood we were missing something. And now He has brought people forward to, to say, okay, this is, these individuals are going to officially be a part of the, of the membership of West Covina Christian Church, and we are going to be blessed to share that, uh, to share that with them. So today is a day of celebration. We've got people that will be coming into our church that have been there, been here basically their whole lives. And we've got people that are coming in that have only been here maybe even a few months. People that have been Christians for a long time and, and uh, a couple people that are just brand new Christians. And so this is a blessing. We're going to have five testimonies here in a moment. Um, but all of the individuals that have, that will be received into the church today, have gone through a six-week six week membership class, and it has been a joy to get to know each one of them, and, I, and each one of them has been very faithful throughout the class, and we've tried to speak about what does it really mean to be a Christian, and then what does it really mean to be a church member, and, this, and the bar has been set high. And I, be, and I am very confident that all of them are going to uh, really be faithful and great additions to our church. So in light of that, let me pray for us, and I want to give a short sermon today because we do have the testimonies. So let's pray. Father God, we rejoice with you now as we know that the angels in heaven are rejoicing. What we are about to do today is such a beautiful thing to simply celebrate what you have done in the lives of each of these individuals. And so, God, we just commit this time to you and pray that as we look at your word and as we hear these testimonies, that you would touch us in a special way, that we would be able to give you the praise and the glory that you deserve for the salvation that you have won through your son, Jesus. And so we just commit this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. As I said, today will be a brief sermon, so uh, that is a good thing because we're going to hear uh, several good testimonies today. And, uh, and my aim of my sermon today is really just to give a very clear, straightforward teaching on what is baptism. So many churches believe various things about baptism. It's one of these foundational teachings of the Bible, and yet it is amazing how many different beliefs there are. And so what I'm going to present today is what we believe as a church the Bible teaches about what baptism is. And as we do that, I want to just start by saying one thing that it is not. Baptism is, we believe that baptism is not salvation. Okay, we believe that really baptism is a celebration of the salvation that one has already experienced in their life and in their heart. And so baptism, more than anything, is, a, is symbolic. It's a representation, and we're going to talk about what is the symbolism here. 
In fact, I want to point out three things that are, kind of, that are really great uh, pieces of that they represent what takes place within our hearts. But baptism is a representation of what has already happened in a person's heart and life. And so there is symbolism all over the place. And, and this is what I want to point out. Baptism, I want to say, is three things. It's more than three, but these are the things that we're going to highlight today. Three things that, that baptism represents. And we might say baptism is as simple as ABC. So first of all, baptism represents A, an act of faith. An act of faith. Faith is what we must have to become followers of Jesus. It doesn't get any clearer than Acts 16.30. There is a man that comes to Paul and Silas and he asks them directly, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And so belief, faith, placing our confidence in Christ is how we become Christians. You want to know what it, how, is, how are you saved? It is by placing your faith and your confidence in Jesus Christ with your life to say, my life is in your hands. And we surrender ourselves to him and we offer him and we give him our lives through faith, through confidence, trusting in him. And so baptism in some ways represents that. And um, the children are coming forward now. Let's just give a minute. This is a wonderful thing. The children are coming forward because they, will, uh, they want to witness the baptism. And, and we pray for these little ones that each of them would come to faith in Jesus Christ as well. Let's welcome the children, all right? So as we think about this, how does baptism represent the act of faith? When we come up into this baptismal tank, there will be uh, four people that will be getting baptized today. But none of them will come into the tank by themselves. You know, they could, physically speaking, they could come into the tank and they could dunk themselves. They could go in there and dip down and make themselves all wet. But that's not what we do. They go down, they go in with someone. And they don't go down like this. They go down backwards. And why is that? It is because that is the only position that they cannot lift themselves up out of the water. And the same is true for us in our salvation. The Bible teaches that we are dead in our sins. And we cannot get right with God on our own accord and in our own strength. We, we have to trust in Jesus, just as the person that will come up into the tank has to trust in me not to leave him down there too long. We trust in the Lord that he is able to raise us from the dead, spiritually speaking, that we were separated with, uh, from him, and that he, through Jesus' death and resurrection, we are brought to new life. So baptism is, and uh, it represents an act of faith. The second thing it represents is baptism also represents a burial. This is what Romans 6 says. We were therefore 
buried with him through baptism into death. Now, first of all, buried with him in baptism, spiritually speaking. That through Jesus' death on the cross, somehow we were there. Our sins were placed on Jesus when he died on the cross. And we were, and those sins were, uh, those sins were dead and buried with Jesus. They were taken care of. So first of all, spiritually speaking, and now this is what is represented in our water baptism, we were therefore buried with him through death into Christ, uh, through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may, re- may live a new life. And that is what is symbolized in baptism. When, you, when they go down under the water, it is as if they are dead. They are in a grave. You cannot live underwater very long. And in the same way, apart from Christ, we cannot live, spiritually speaking, we can't live a second. And we were dead, and yet through Christ, He has raised us to new life. And that is what is being represented here in the act of baptism. And then lastly, it is A, an act of faith. It is B, a burial. And C, baptism also represents a cleansing. The forgiveness of sins. When we become Christians, our sins are forgiven. And this is symbolized in baptism. It's kind of like we're taking a bath. You know, when you get in, when you get in the bath, you're, you get all wet and that dirt washes away. And spiritually speaking, when we become Christians, all that sin and all those iniquities and, and everything that we have done wrong, it is washed away out of our lives. Psalm 51, 2 talks about us being cleansed from our sins. David, after he has committed adultery with Bathsheba, this is an Old Testament story, he prays, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And that is what happens when we become Christians. We ask God to wash away our iniquity and to cleanse us from our sins. And then, picking up on that symbolism, Peter says... This water symbolizes baptism that now saves you. It is not the baptism itself that saves you, but that this is being symbolized. Not the removal of dirt from the body. In other words, it's not the physical that, take, that saves us, but it is the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. In other words, it is what has happened within our hearts. And this is being symbolized in baptism. Baptism, it saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So in other words, we have these symbolisms that are taking place in this one act, and it is a beautiful thing that we uh, have this picture of the act of faith, of burial, and of cleansing. And then after each person goes in the water, before, actually before they go into the water, I will say, you know, i got to test myself here. I always have to remember this. In obedience to the great commission of our Lord Jesus Christ, and upon your proclamation of faith in Him as your Savior and Lord, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And that's how Jesus taught us to baptize people. He taught us to uh, baptize people in His name, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, why do we say that? 
Baptism literally means, it comes from a Greek word. It's one of the easiest Greek words you can learn because it sounds almost like it does in English. It says baptizo. And baptizo literally means to immerse. And so we are immersing people. And this is what happens when we become Christians. Our lives are immersed in God. We become new creations. And we are covered with Christ. And when we baptize people, it is not only a proclamation, it is also a blessing in prayer. Each person, as they are brought up out of the water, I just want to encourage you to applaud and to celebrate what God has done. But in your applause, you are not only recognizing what God has already done, you are offering a prayer and a blessing upon them. Because what we are saying is, God, just immerse them more and more in the Father and in the Son and in the Holy Spirit. This, in fact, this is my favorite part of baptism. It is the blessing. God, just your, the whole Trinitarian greatness, just immerse them in it and help them to know more and more of the presence and the power of God in their lives. Every aspect, God's love and God's the peace of Christ, the power of the Spirit, and all of these things, may they be immersed in the, in the Father and in the Son and in the Holy Spirit. So that is what we are symbolically representing when we have baptism. Let me pray for us, and then we will invite those that are coming forward to give testimonies uh, time to come and to offer us to us their stories. So let me pray first. Father God, I pray that as we have this time together, that you would speak to our hearts. We celebrate the stories that are about to be shared. And God, we celebrate ultimately the work that you have done in their lives. We pray that you would bless this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm gonna, we have five people that will be sharing testimony.